Recorded at the Running Age Studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. All righty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Sermon. Last week, if you missed it, we saw Jesus heal a paralyzed man, and we learned that there's really three main characters in that story that represent us. We are either the friend, the paralyzed man, or the Pharisee. And we also saw that Jesus has the power and ability to forgive sins, which is very important to us moving forward in Mark. Now today, we are going to see Jesus continue in his ministry in a way that is, to put it lightly, politically incorrect. And I love it because the story we're looking at today in Mark 2, 13 through 17 shows us the heart of Jesus. And it shows us one way that we can reach out to the world. And it also shows us our position before we follow Jesus. So it is a fantastic story. Let's get started. All right, as I said, our text today is in Mark 2, 13 through 17. I'll go ahead and read it to you. It says, He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to the disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And we'll stop there. Man, that is an interesting story for his time for several reasons. The first of which is that tax collectors are pretty much the scum of the earth to the Jews during Jesus' time. They were seen as traitors because they worked for the Romans who were oppressing the Jews. And the Jews didn't like the Romans, and if you worked for the Romans, well, that means they didn't like you. And not only that, but most tax collectors were liars and thieves. They had a reputation about them. If Rome told them to collect $10 in taxes, they would collect 20 and keep 10 for themselves. And if you didn't go along with it, well, they would have you thrown in prison for tax evasion. This kind of reminds me of the IRS today. So it really wasn't a choice for them. They had to go along with this manipulation. So it's interesting enough that Jesus would interact with one tax collector, Levi, and call him to be his disciple. But Jesus goes even further than that. He goes to the house of this tax collector, and he eats dinner with all of Levi's tax collector buddies. Now, for most people, this would be their double red flag going off in their head, that Jesus would talk to a tax collector. Well, maybe they could get over that. This is weird, uh, but not too crazy. But Jesus drives the point home by going to his house and eating dinner with him and a multitude of sinners. And the religious people saw this and they lost their mind. And our text here in Mark says, why does he eat with such scum? Well, Luke tells the story and he says that they complained bitterly. 
See, they were not happy to see Jesus, a teacher of the Lord, and they recognized at this point that he was a teacher of the Lord, eating and associating with sinners, people who were unclean. It made their skin crawl. And how does Jesus respond? What does he say to them? He says, the healthy do not need a physician, a doctor. Sick people need a doctor. And here we see the point of the story is that healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And when Jesus said this, he was making a reference to why he came to earth in the first place. And I'll tell you, in case you were curious why Jesus came to earth, it is uh, explained explicitly in Luke 19.10. I'll read it to you. It says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, that looks a lot of different ways, and it took a lot of things to accomplish that. Namely, it's going to end in his death and resurrection on the cross and the tomb. But Jesus came to save sinners like you and like me. No matter who you are, you need a Savior. Nobody, no one can earn their way to heaven. And if anyone tells you any different, well, they're preaching a gospel that is contrary to the one true gospel that was created by our Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the good news for us is that Jesus is the doctor that we need. He is ready and he is willing to step into our life and rescue us from all the wrong we have ever done and ever will do. And just like he stepped into the lives of the tax collectors, he wants to step into our lives as well. Now, you may not think that you're bad enough to need a savior like those dirty tax collectors did, but the truth is that we all need Jesus if we are to have any hope at all of entering heaven. And I'll tell you, if you haven't already accepted the gift of salvation, that right there is a principle that I would love for you to grasp a hold of, that Jesus desires to save you. He desires to see you in heaven. Now, I'll tell you, as a Christian, we are to be separate from the world, but not isolated. Now, what does that mean? It means that we don't look like the world and the things that they do, but we are also involved with the world. It means that we care enough about God's word to follow it, but we care enough about lost people to still be around them and witness to them. You see, Jesus and his disciples cared enough about sinners to eat with them, to associate with them, to be seen with them, and to be clear, not to be like them, but to love them enough to still share the gospel with them. The gospel is for all men and all times, not just for the elites. And one of the best ways to prove to the world that Christianity is different and worth following is the way that we treat people. And that's what Jesus did. He calls sinners like you and me to follow him even though we're not perfect and even though we mess up and will continue to mess up. He still chooses to love us in spite of ourselves. And what a blessing that is, because I look at my life, let me just be honest for a second, and I realize the desperate need for grace and mercy that I have, and I am so grateful that I serve a God who is a forgiving God. And I'm going to tell you, if you're a Christian listening to this, maybe you need to ask yourself this, hey, do I have any lost friends? And if you work in the real world, in the secular world, chances are probably yes. 
So if the answer is yes, let me ask this. When you hang out with those lost friends, do you blend in with them? Do you look just like them? Or do you look different? Because Jesus, he hung out with lost people, but he didn't look anything like them. And what if I asked you this? Do you care enough about lost people that you're willing to spend time leading them towards Jesus? Let me tell you, if you're not working in ministry, i.e. like a pastor or some other church staff, that, that means that you probably have a job somewhere at a secular company where there are lost people around you every day. And what an opportunity you have been given to spread the gospel. Jesus said the healthy don't need a doctor. He said your co-workers do. So go and be like Jesus. Eat with the sinners and lead them to a better life. Jesus called Levi the tax collector and turned him into Matthew the disciple that we know that wrote a book in the Bible. Who will you call out from the darkness into glorious fellowship with Jesus? What a great story we see today as Jesus demonstrates his compassion and his love for the lost, that he is not above eating with sinners. And what a great reminder that is for us. That marks the end of this episode of the Venture Tabernacle podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday, same time, same place. Thank you.